0: Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years, whatever this next season of life brings. This podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey, friends. Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle. Recently on a flight, I watched the movie, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. It's based on a Judy Blume novel. Now, if you're a mom in the middle like I am, you can probably recall this book being popular back in elementary school. And I can remember that everybody was reading this book. In fact, I can still remember checking out this book in the St. Edward School Library. I think you could say that this book was a little taboo in its time because it followed the journey of a young girl and her entrance into puberty and how her body was changing and how they went to a party, a girl-boy party, and there was kissing and all the things related to being a teenager. So these things back in the late 70s and early 80s, they weren't always talked about like they are now. And of course, it was long before the age of Google and children or young adults having the ability to thoroughly search any topic at practically any age. So just a a quick story. As I was reminiscing about this book, I can clearly remember my school library and the huge card catalog that you would use to find a certain book. Can anybody relate to that? I can remember the musty smell of some of the books as they had been sitting on the shelves for years. And then do you remember when you would check out a book You would open the back cover, pull the library card out of the pocket, and actually write your name and grade on it and hand it over to the librarian. And then she would neatly file the card in your class and order. And then next week when you returned your book, she would pull the card out, put it in the back cover, and then return it to the shelf. That was such a fun memory for me because when I started working at St. Edward, it was the school that I attended. As they would get new books and we would take old books off the shelves, they would always flip to the back and pull the card out. And it was always fun for the librarians to say, hey, I found a card with your name on it. So those of you who are midlife moms, you can probably relate to actually writing your name on a card and handing it to the librarian. So anyway... They took the novel, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, and turned it into a a movie that came out a couple of years ago. And the movie began with Margaret's family moving to a new city and leaving behind everything that was familiar and everything that was normal. Margaret would be starting a new school, learning to make new friends, and navigating a new neighborhood. On top of all of those transitions, she found her physical body changing as well. Now, you might be able to relate to her circumstance, or you may be able to think back to those days when all of those things were happening to you, that, you know, your journey into puberty. But transitions are a huge part of life. In fact, I recorded an entire podcast on transitions that occur in midlife. In that podcast, I shared that transitions are the process or period of changing from one state or condition to another. So there are many transitions in life. Some big ones are turning 16, starting to drive, going off to college, getting married, having a baby, losing a loved one, losing a job, or starting a new career. As a grandmother, I have a precious granddaughter who's just over a year old, and even in her short life, She's encountered lots of transitions, transitions in the different kinds of foods that she can eat, transitions in the way that she's moving around the house from just sitting to crawling and hopefully soon into walking. And so life, like I said, is full of lots of transitions. All transitions include leaving what was, what we were doing, something familiar behind, while moving to a new place that is full of unknowns and uncertainty. Depending on the transition, they can be scary and full of worry. Or they can be embraced with joy and excitement, like my granddaughter starting to walk. She's taking little steps. She's cruising around furniture. She's just trying to gain that confidence to let go and move on her own. So that would be a transition filled with joy. As you and I grow and evolve in our lives, each phase that we go through prepares us to step into that next phase of life. Each phase is giving you skills, giving you wisdom, giving you experience so that you're ready for that next phase of life. Many of my clients are midlife moms, midlife women who need help accepting the transitions in their life. Most moms have poured their heart and souls into raising their families, and now that their house is empty and quiet, they aren't exactly sure what comes next for them. Their sense of purpose has changed, and they're searching for where they are called to serve. They feel like there's something bigger out there that they should be doing, but they haven't quite figured out what it is yet. Now, as I watch this movie, as I watch Margaret's struggles as a teenager, and although those struggles are very different to what midlife women experience, they're also very similar. Let me tell you the three similarities I found as I watched the movie. First, changing bodies. Midlife is definitely a time where women see physical changes in their body, right? You find yourself trying to adjust to hormonal changes and your physical body, how it's changing. Second, transitions and relationships. Relationships across the board, family dynamics, changing friend groups, and just experiencing new life situations with other people. And then third, is searching for God. That was the whole premise for the movie as Margaret was going through change and transitions. I think each phase of life includes looking for God's presence. Sometimes it's easy to spot Him, and other times it is much more difficult. So let's look at the first one, changing bodies. In the movie, Margaret and her friends are anxiously waiting to usher in womanhood. The group of friends are constantly comparing their bodies and hoping that they won't be the last one to reach womanhood. So as physical changes are happening, they're embracing it with excitement and joy. If you're a midlife mom like me, then you know about changing bodies. Here's one that I never thought would happen to me, and then it was like one day it did. Can you relate to the frustration of not being able to find your readers when you need them? I have dozens and dozens of pairs of readers around the house. But you know, here's the truth. I can't seem to find them when I need them. I keep threatening that I'm going to get one of those little chains and wear it around my net. I can remember years ago, rolling my eyes when I was probably in my 30s and early 40s, when we would be out to dinner and my mom or dad or somebody would ask me to read the menu to them because they forgot their glasses. Now I am often that mom. I am the one now asking to borrow glasses. Most of the time, it is me now asking my mom or dad to borrow their glasses or to read the menu to me. Or this is, this is a good one. Have you ever gone shopping? and realize that you forgot to bring along glasses, that has happened to me. And when that happens, I can't see the tags or the prices without my glasses. So that is a great way to save money because if you can't see the prices or the tags, then you might as well leave the store. So certainly as women go through midlife, they experience lots of different physical changes due to hormonal shifts and aging. And the three most common physical changes that midlife women face are menopause, right? It's a time in midlife where we talk about those hot flashes, night sweats, um, mood swings, and menopause is also the end of having babies. And, And so that was significant in this movie that Menopause is the end of what Margaret and her friends were experiencing. The second one, like I shared, was changing relationships. Margaret's relationship with her parents were changing and with her friends. And I see this all the time in midlife. I see women who I coach who come to me and say, the house is quiet. There are no sporting events or practices or homework or carpools. It's just my husband and I, and I need to know how we can reconnect. Because for years, you've been on autopilot. You've been partners and raising the family and making sure the laundry's done and there's food on the table. And when all that is gone, sometimes it's a transition. It can be, you know, just a little transition, and other times it can be a big transition to Reconnect in your marriage, and that's okay. It's perfectly normal. Another relationship that changes is with adult children when they go off um, to college or they become independent. That dynamic changes. And so the way that your children need you is different than how they've needed you in the past. I believe our children always need us, but our goal. As moms is to raise children who are independent, who can live on their own, who can make their own decisions. The hard part as a mom is when those aren't always the best decisions. When you see them fail, when you see them fall on their face, that is so hard to sit back and watch, but we know that that's how lessons are learned. It doesn't mean we have to let them figure it out themselves. We can always you know, offer advice and share wisdom from experience, but we don't want to be that mom who swoops in and takes over and tries to make everything okay. And that transition, that's a difficult transition for a lot of moms. As your children get older, you're welcom- welcoming a daughter, or, and I love how people say, a son in love or a daughter in love, but they come in and it's different dynamics. And so um, I coach women on how to love their son and daughter-in-law. And sometimes it's just a shift in mindset. It's letting go of what was and moving towards what things can be. And then finally in changing relationships is caring for aging parents. Oftentimes in midlife, Women are caring for their parents or more involved in their parents' life. Like I've shared with you before, my parents have moved in with us. And although they don't really need a lot of care, they're very independent and self-sufficient. That has still been a transition, welcoming them into our home and figuring out, you know, that dynamics and how it's going to work. So, like in the movie, there were lots of changing relationships. And that's another big one that I see with midlife women. Okay, third, it is faith life. In this movie, Margaret knows of God, but she isn't familiar with his presence in her life. She knows there's a God out there, but she's not being raised in the church. She's not going to Sunday school. She's not going to VBS, but she knows there's a God. She has this idea of him. And she's talking to him. And in the movies, she has these conversations with him. She talks to him and asks for things to happen and for the ability to understand the changes that are going on around her. And all through this, she's kind of wondering, is God really there? Um, Are are you there, God? You know, that's how she starts her prayer. Hey, God, are you there? It's me, Margaret. Margaret. Margaret's family, like I said, doesn't go to church. Her dad is Jewish um, and has a zealous Jewish mom. Margaret's mom was raised a Christian, but her parents made her choose between marrying this Jewish man or them. And so the division over religion greatly impacts Margaret's life. It prevents her from having a relationship with her maternal grandparents. As I was watching this, I was thinking that her parents really fall under that category of none. You know, we see a lot of that now. People who have fallen away from not only the Catholic Church, but lots of different churches and are just choosing not to have a relationship with Christ. When life is going well and you're breezing through, it's so easy to be self sufficient and independent. And then as life becomes messy and uncertain, that's usually the catalyst when things aren't going as you expected. That's the catalyst that sends you searching for what is true and meaningful. So this past week, um, it, it seems like it was a whole week, but it was just three days, went to this amazing healing conference. And I'm going to have a whole podcast about that in the future, probably several, where I saw the fullness of faith. I saw this other part of our faith that we have access to through prayer, through healing prayer, through deliverance prayer, all of these things that we have access to in our life that we're not claiming, that we're not going out and doing and I think it would—you know, you always hear, like, you have the cupcake, and then you have the icing, and then you have the sprinkles on top. Our faith, our beautiful Catholic faith, is like the cupcake and the icing. And then the prayer light that I have learned this past week, how to pray for um not only yourself, but how to pray for others and how to step in the gap and pray for people and— Worshiping, like that was the sprinkles on the top of the cupcake. I don't mean to like simplify it like that, but there's so much more available. Like, prayer is so much more than giving God this long list of things that you need. And then when you get a couple of them, shooting up a prayer of thanksgiving. There's so much more to prayer life that's available to us. And that's one of the things I want to teach you. And so, like I said, I'll do a whole podcast on that. But I do believe in life. You go through times where it's easy to pray. It's easy to worship. You're filled with joy. You can see God's creation all around you and the beautiful trees and the flowers. And you're just having those God moments. But then there's also those periods of desolation. Those times when you're not even sure, like, is God listening? Because I've been praying for this. I have been praying for this, and nothing is happening. And so I want to assure you that both of those periods in your relationship with Christ are completely normal. They are called desolation and consolation. Saint Ignatius described and taught on this beautifully. If you go through a time of desolation in your prayer life, it usually refers to a state of spiritual darkness. Maybe there's dryness or difficulty in prayer and your relationship with God. You might feel like you're just going through the motions. You may feel distant from God. It could be a time where you feel stagnant in your faith life, or you're not really growing. You're sort of stuck. And this is a time in desolation when you struggle with doubts and uncertainties, right? All of those, is this really true? Is God really listening, sitting in mass? Is that really the true presence of Christ? It can also be a period of emotional or spiritual hardship. And it can even be a time of spiritual warfare, where the enemy is shooting little fiery darts to create self-doubt and uncertainty so that you do have all of these doubts and your mind begins to wonder. It's a time where prayers might seem ineffective or unanswered. So there's lots of reasons that desolation can happen. As I'm working with women, this is often an area where we work, we talk about the desolation. And the the thing that I always encourage them, and this comes from straight from St. Ignatius, is that in desolation, the key is to persevere in prayer, to not just stop praying, to quit whatever your prayer routine is, but to double down, to jump in and focus even more and believe that God is still present. Even when you can't see His hand at work, even when you can't feel God around you, even when it seems like his prayers are not being answered, that you persevere in prayer, that you keep praying, you keep doing what you're doing. And I often think about St. Monica in this situation and how she was praying for St. Augustine, and he was living this crazy life. He was so far from God and faith. St. Monica just kept praying for him, and she kept praying for him year after year. I am sure there were times she wanted to throw her hands in the air. There may have even been times where she was angry at God because it didn't seem like he was answering her prayer. But she persevered in faith, and she prayed day after day after day. Her prayers were answered, and she has this son who's now one of the greatest saints who— we've learned so much from. So anytime you're in a period of desolation, think of St. Monica and how she persevered in prayers. The other that St. Ignatius teaches about is consolation. This is a state of spiritual consolation. It's a state of comfort, and you feel close to God. It's like coming off the past three days from this healing retreat. I can feel the presence of God. Things are more vibrant, and I can see him in people. I can hear him on the radio. I can, you know, anywhere I look, it's like the splashing sign for God. And so in these periods of consolation, it's a sense of inner peace, joy, lots of spiritual growth and prayer life and connecting with Christ. You also feel this deep connection with God. this assurance and faith, and understanding that he's present in life. And you can see him working in others. Where desolation was like a starvation, consolation can be a time of spiritual nourishment, where prayers are uplifting and inspiring. And like I said, both desolation and consolation are part of your spiritual journey. And so being able to recognize, you know what, I don't feel the hand of God. I don't feel connected to Christ right now. I'm going to Mass and leaving feeling empty, recognizing that you may be in a period of desolation and staying with your prayer life, maybe increasing your prayer life is what's going to get you through to consolation. And then recognizing consolation. You are there in Christ. You're experiencing the fullness of faith, and your prayer life is growing. So just be aware of that as you're on your faith journey. Are you in a time of desolation or consolation? Um, And then that's that's how you know how to respond. Um, So in this movie, Margaret, her prayers begin um, to—God is answering her prayers. Things are happening in her life. She's making friends. She's uh, becoming more comfortable. Her body's changing. At the end of the movie, I loved it so much because—and I was waiting for this—she was going to meet her friends, and she runs back in, and she says, Hey, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Thank you. And so I think gratitude, being grateful with God, thanking Him for even periods of Desolation, you know God thank you, thank you for what you've done, thank you for what you're doing, thank you for what you will you will do in the future that having an attitude of gratitude in your faith life with Christ, thanking him for the prayers that he's answering, thanking him for also those unanswered prayers is crucial and so thank God, thank God for everything, thank him for the traffic, thank him for the things that annoy you, as well as all of the blessings that he pours into your life. So I just wanted to share the movie, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret, because I knew a lot of midlife moms like myself could remember back to childhood when that book came out, reading it, checking it out in the library, going through the different phases in life. They're usually very similar. They include a physical change changes in relationships, and then navigating your faith life in order to find how God is working in your life. All right, friends, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, thank you. Dear Lord, thank you for all of the blessings in our lives. Thank you for the prayers you've answered, the prayers you are answering, and the prayers you will answer. Lord, when we go through those periods of desolation, when we don't feel You, when Your presence is not known to us, Lord, help us to persevere in prayer, to open our Bibles and just begin reading in Your Word so that we can see what a great healer, a great miracle worker that You are. Lord, we pray for those people who've fallen away from the church for whatever reason. Lord, we just ask that you convict them, that you stir their hearts up, give them this desire to come to know you, to love you, and to serve you. And Lord, we ask that you place some of those people in our path. We ask that you place people in our path that we can be bold enough to share our faith with so that we can build up the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to CatholicMomsInTheMiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyseanwilliams.com. That is musicbysean, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.